This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Thank you, and good evening. Welcome to the show. A favorite of mine, and I know yours too, we get a visit from Red Skelton and the episode Junior's Arsenal. Procter & Gamble brings you the Red Skelton Show, starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose, and his orchestra, our singing stars, The Four Knights, Verna Felton, Lorene Tuttle, Pat McGeehan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, by the way, Rod, how was your trip to St. Louis with Art Lakeletter last week? Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, swell, huh? Hmm? But you get tired flying around the country all the time? Oh, no, those DC-6s and Constellations are wonderful. Yeah, but you got to lose weight. What do you mean? <laughs> One of the stewardesses told me that they strapped you in your berth and during the night you turned over in your sleep and they flew 90 miles upside down. <laughs> Skip what's written here and pick up the next one. <laughs> I'm not that fat. Uh, hey, I'm sorry you couldn't come to our housewarming, Rod. Well, I'm sorry, too, Red, yeah. but I'm glad that you and your wife, Georgia, have finally settled in your new house. How do you like it? Oh, fine. We just stand around and look at it all the time. <laughs> I mean, you stand around because you're so thrilled with it? No, after paying for the house, we haven't got any money left to buy any furniture. <laughs> well, what kind of house is it? It's a Spanish house. Stucco? I certainly was. <laughs> It was a pretty good bargain, though. $10,000 home for only $30,000 down. Who owned it before you? Some used car dealer, I think. <laughs> it's nice, though. It's got a sunken, sunken living room. They told me after I sprained my ankle. Well, it must be old. You know, those sunken living rooms are old-fashioned. I know, but earthquakes are still the vogue in California. <laughs> earthquakes. Uh, <laughs> how many rooms did it have? about us. When they're lousy, they're good and lousy. How many rooms does it have? How many rooms? Well, let's see. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, counting the uh, closets? No. Five rooms. (laughs) How many baths do you have? I have one every morning. Why? (laughs) Hey, here, here. Here's a picture of the house. It's a picture of the house. Yeah? Of course, it'll look better when I chop those weeds down. If I were you, I'd leave the weeds and chop the house down. 
Well, it ain't that bad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Say, uh, you do have a nice view of the mountains, though. Well, those aren't mountains. You see, I started a rock garden that got away from me. <laughs> hey, here's a picture of the kitchen. Here's a picture of the kitchen. Well, look at that sink. It's right down on the floor. Yeah, it is kind of low. Must be a strain to wash the dishes. Doesn't your wife complain? Only when I ask her to massage my back after I finish the dishes. <laughs> What kind of furniture do you have? Is it Swedish modern, period, or early American? American surplus. <laughs> Army surplus. <laughs> Army surplus? Yeah, we use a life raft for a mattress, old spam cans for flower pots, mm-hmm. combat boots for bedroom slippers, and you should see the deep freeze. It's a Sherman tank with a lieutenant in it. <laughs> Why a lieutenant? Huh? Why a lieutenant? They're the coldest things I ever met. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be a nice house when you get it all fixed up, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. No, not with Georgia around. She's an artist. You know, mm-hmm. last week she papered the hall with rolls of piano music. Mm-hmm. How does it look? Well, it looks all right, but every time you sneeze, the walls play Holiday for Strings. <laughs> Tides in, dirt's out, tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Hold on there, gal. You talking about the product I love. <laughs> and saying it's the best soap for just getting things clean is only telling half the yarn. Well, even out the commercial. <laughs> you didn't let her finish, did I? She was going to say tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap and cleaner than any other suds. Mm-hmm. Any other washing product known. Procter & Gamble's Tide does a thorough top-to-bottom job on your family wash. Tide not only leaves all your clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film, too. Yet with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe. Truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens gay stripes and checks. Really freshens up those soap-dulled colors. And here's how Tide treats white shirts, table linens, and sheets. In hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. Tide keeps them white, too, week after week. Never turns them yellow. Make your next wash a Tide wash. For only a Tide wash is all these wonderful things. The cleanest, the brightest, the whitest wash you ever hung on the line. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the four knights will sing Casey Jones. Sing it like you do at the cricket club, boys. Come all you rounder. Now, if you want to hear the story of a brave engineer, fellow who never knew the meaning of fear, Casey Jones was the roundest name. On a 6-8 wheeler, boy, he won his fame. The caller called Casey at half past four, kissed his wife at the station door. Then he mounted to the cabin with his orders in his hand, and he took his farewell trip to the promised land. Casey Jones mounted to the cabin. Casey Jones with his orders in his hand. 
20 minutes after what? After they throw me out of Joe's place. <laughs> that reminds me, I'm thirsty. Oh, I'll get you some water. I said thirsty, not dirty. <laughs> Oh, it won't hurt. Did you ever see the inside of a water pipe? (laughs) And did you ever see the inside of a fermented keg? Well, I'd rather be moldy than rusty. (laughs) Why do you want me to come home early tonight for? Because we're invited out to a party. Uh, good, good. Anybody we know? Yes, why do you ask? Well, the people that know us don't usually invite us back the second time. <laughs> Who is it, the Norm Thalens, those natural sports? Huh? Oh, and by the way, Willie, the party is formal. <laughs> yeah? Well, in that case, you better sew some tails on my sweatshirt. <laughs> on second uh, thought, I, I will wear my Mickey Mouse sweatshirt, and then you won't have to bother sewing on the tail. <laughs> Sorry, I thought of that. Willie, I need a new dress. A new dress? Well, may I ask what's wrong with the last dress I bought you? It's out of style. What do you mean it's out of style already? You just got it for Dewey's speech, and as I recall, the Admiral complimented you on it. (laughs) Not this, Dewey, the one that took Manila's. I looked in the audience and I saw somebody explaining it. Turns out I thought I better... Oh, Willie. <laughs> I spend less on an evening dress than you spend in a week at Joe's place. Yeah, but what I spend it on keeps me warm, boy. Well, I guess we'll just have to cancel the date. Yeah. I won't wear my old dress. Makes me look a fright. Well, as long as it's an improvement, what do you care? <laughs> to make a good impression? You do, don't you? Maybe you don't. Maybe you'd rather I wear my old rag or go out in a gunny sack. I knew a gunny sack would look good. It'll match that potato head of yours. Besides, my bank account is getting pretty low. Have your checks been bouncing? Bouncing? I got news for you. Did you know that last month when the bank returned my checks, the mailman dribbled them to the door? Must you yell, Willie? Do you want all of the neighbors to hear you? I don't care. I don't have to impress the neighbors. I don't have to impress anybody. You said that twice. Said what? You don't have to impress people. I just said that. <laughs> you and your big mouth, you're the pick. What did you say? I said I don't have to impress people. That's right. You're right, Willie. You don't have to impress you're on a people. One dead end street here. <laughs> and I noticed that last night at our party you tried to impress your boss with one of your fancy mixtures. Well, what do you mean by that? What was wrong with being neighborly? Well, I suppose you know your boss is in the hospital. No. What happened? Well, you fixed him one of your Willie Lump Lump specials. Then he opened the window on the second floor and said, Well, I think I'll fly around the block. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that now. Oh, you do? Yeah. And why didn't you stop him? I thought he could make it. David Rose and Procter & Gamble Orchestra will play Liza, and this week Dave will be in New Orleans at the Roosevelt Hotel. 
You know, I'll bet there's not a lady listening who hasn't felt that dishwashing could use a miracle. And I'm here to say that Tide is that miracle. Procter & Gamble's Tide washes dishes cleaner than any soap in the world. Tide cuts grease better than any soap, too. Cuts it right out of the picture. So there's no scum in the dishwater. No greasy ring round the pan. And when your dishes and glasses rinse and dry, they're really clear and sparkling. Because with Tide, there's no cloudy film to dim their brightness. Those Tide suds are in the miracle class, too. In even the hardest water, they billow up instantly. Oceans of them. In hardest water, too, those Tide suds last and last. And all the while, they're so kind to your hands. Sure, it's a miracle. Sure, you'd better try it. Tide for dishes. A page from the Mean Little Kid's Diary. Have you ever noticed how children are constantly being called stupid because they pick up a knife or a box of matches that mom and pop have left lying around? Well, let's see what happens when things like that are within reach of Junior, the mean little kid. I thought I'd wait till I'm 21 and I'll be too old for spanking. <laughs> now, whatever gave you the idea, I was going to spank you. Oh, Junior, hmm? what are you doing with my good blanket? Well, I'm pretending I was on a camping trip, see, and this is me tent. This is me tent. This is the flap where I go in. Oh, I'll flap you, young man, my good blanket. Oh, you. How can you stand the smell of all those mothballs? Mothballs? Is that what them little things is? I thought they were skunk eggs. <laughs> hey, Nemo, come on, climb in your tent with me. Get in out of the rain. Come oh, on, get in out of I the rain. I wish I had your imagination, dear. But I just can't pretend it's raining in my own living room. Yeah, well, it'll be easier for you when the tub upstairs starts to run over you. <laughs> Oh, Junior, you're kidding me. <laughs> you keep laughing, kiddo, that's all. <laughs> but in the meantime, while you're doing it, you better put on some water wings, I'm telling you. Uh, junior, hmm? you deserve a good whipping. You mean right now? Well, why not right well, now? Well, I thought you'd like to check over all the stuff I got here in my tent, and you may be able to kill two hairbrushes with one junior. <laughs> that's an excellent idea. Yeah. Wait, what's that pile of wood for? That's for me campfire if it gets cold. Junior! You wouldn't build a campfire in the living room. What are you thinking of? Toasted marshmallows. <laughs> Junior, do you have any matches? No, I thought I'd rub two of uh, those bottles that Grandpa has together. They seem to light him up, you know. Junior! Well, at least you're not playing with matches. No. You know better than that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, because they don't do half a good job as this blowtorch does. <gasps> oh, yeah, now, give, baby give boy, me that blowtorch. Somebody with a celluloid leg or hot foot with that thing. Junior, hmm? give me that blowtorch. I think I'd better take a look and see what else you have in your tent. Well, now, don't mess with it. <gasps> oh, a can of inflammable cleaning fluid. A hatchet, ant paste, yeah. ice pick. Oh, my meat cleaver. Junior, what on earth are you thinking of? I'm thinking of getting out of here while I steal all in one piece. <laughs> Don't you realize that these things are dangerous? Oh? You mustn't play with sharp objects. Why? Why, you might cut yourself. Oh? And band-aids are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Nosy, while you're out snooping around, maybe you would like to see the rest of me buried treasure, too. Yes, I would. Where right. are your buried treasures? Over Julia? there. You see the yes. part of the rug that's been cut in a square there? Oh, no. Oh, you didn't cut a square in the rug. No, 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 no. Oh, Only but... on three sides so it would open like a trap door. Oh, my good hook rug. Well, it don't look like you're going to have to hook another one. <laughs> It won't do you any good. I'm not the type of tans. I just turned red. Let's see what you buried under there. Here, only this thing. Here. Your father's shotgun. Put it down! You scared me, too. Don't get so excited. I looked down the barrel. It ain't loaded. If anything came out, I could see it before it got out. Put that gun down. It ain't loaded. Look, I pulled the trigger and show you. No! Are you all right, child? Oh, the backfire knocked you clean across the room. Oh, you're a good boy not to cry. I didn't know I could cry. I thought I was dead. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if that shop did any damage to the house. Uh, we'll see when the smoke clears away. Oh, look, Nemo, now I got a cave to play in. The wall's gone. <laughs> No way to punish Junior. <laughs> what happened? Oh, Nemo and I had a little riff and she beat me to the draw. Now, don't listen to him. <laughs> don't you listen to him. That stupid husband of yours left his gun where Junior could get a hold of it. Junior, come here to me. No, no, don't, please. No, I didn't know you would know this. Junior, don't you realize that you might have been injured? Yes, I might have been injured. Are you all right? <laughs> yes, I'm all right. <laughs> now, maybe this will teach you to leave that gun. No, oh, 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 oh. Mummies are so unpredictable, you know. <laughs> you hit me, you hit me. It is your fault. You should get the weapons for being too careless. You've grown up leave things around for us. We don't care. We don't know any different. Uh, never mind the lecture. I don't know. I don't. Now get yourself up to your room. No, yeah, I'll go next door and play with Phil Harris. <laughs> oh, Mother. I hate to spank him so much. I do, too. It's getting so lately I see the back of him more than his face. <laughs> In this case, the child is right. It's our fault for leaving things within his reach. Oh, just wait until his father comes home. Am I going to let him have it for leaving that gun loaded? Oh, why did I marry him anyway? Well, you're just like your father. You'd marry anything. Cutting them out, child. Well, what did you stick your finger in it for? Well, I figured you would send me to bed without me supper, so I figured a widow piece of cheese would be better than nothing at all. <laughs> Look, I think you'd better come back to my room, Junior, where I can keep an eye on you. Mother, do you think juvenile jury could help us solve him? No, dear. They only solve natural problems. <laughs> Not supernatural. Junior, go to my room. Okay, okay. I wish Phil Harris was sober so I could play with him. <laughs> Here I am, darling. Now, I wonder if there's any candy around here I could nab before the dictators come upstairs. Let's see. Nope, nothing in that drawer. Boy, it's as empty as a bar without a television set. <laughs> What's these little box here on the bedstand? Jelly beans! Red jelly beans! Mummy calls them sleepy pills, but that's only because she knows how I hate to sleep. But, ooh, I love jelly beans. I just eat three or four of them. 
<coughs> Boy, gave bitter. Woo! I better get a drink of water to get that taste out of me mouth. Well, let's see now if I can reach that glass up there. I stand on me tippy toes. Maybe I can reach it. Nope, nope, nope. I could have made it if Namo hadn't have trimmed me toenails. <laughs> I jumped for it. I jumped for it. Nope. Broke the glass. Well, I, I got to remember to tell Mummy about the broken glass. She might cut her feet when she takes the bath. I just crawl in the bathtub and get a drink from the picket. Boy, there's nothing like crawling into a bathtub, especially when there's no water in it, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Mummy! Oh, 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 oh! doing in that bathtub? I turned the shower on by mistake and tricked myself into taking a bath. Well, get out of the bathtub. Be careful. You might slip, hit your head, and crack the enamel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mama, can I take a nap? I get nervous. You actually asked to take a nap? Yeah. Tell me, are you running a temperature? Oh, no, I just feel sleepy. You think the Sandman made an early delivery today? <laughs> Look what's on the floor. <gasps> oh! My sleeping pills. Junior, did you eat any of these pills? Ooh. He did. He did. I'll get <laughs> Oh, open your eyes. Open your eyes, Junior, and talk to me. My eyes is open. I just got long lids all of a sudden. <laughs> Junior, answer me. Did you eat any of those sleeping pills? Well, I ate them things in the box. Why didn't you tell me they were Halloween trick jelly beans? Oh, you poor little darling. Oh, what shall I do? Don't let him go to sleep. Don't. The emergency squad is on the way. Keep him talking. Talk to Mummy, darling. Yes. Say something. Anything. Who won the fourth at Hollywood Park? <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me, baby? No, but you sound like you're talking long distance. Oh, Mother. Oh, it's all my fault for being so careless. Oh, Lorraine, my stomach's maybe growling. My stomach's growling. Stop leaving things around that are dangerous. <laughs> Come in. Up here. Quickly, up here. Uh, bring the stomach pump, boys. Here he is. Get to work on it, boys. Okay, Doctor. Oh, you've got to save him, Doctor. Well, we'll do all we can. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. Well, getting hysterical isn't going to help. He'll be okay now, Doc. Thank heavens. Stop crying, Louise. Let her alone. Maybe the scare will make her realize that death is sometimes caused by careless parents. Last week alone, we had 32 accidents that should have been called deliberate. And all because of the carelessness of the parents who leave dangerous objects within the reach of children. Oh, I feel faint. I think I'll go lie down. He's okay now, Doc. Mommy. Mommy. Yes, dear? Now that you saved me life, you better tell Nemo not to lay down on the bed. What? with us tonight, and we hope you liked our program well enough to be with us next week. So until next Friday... This is Red Skelton saying goodbye now, and thanks for listening, and thanks for buying more and more of that wash day miracle, Tide. Procter and Gamble invites you to join us again with Red Skelton next Friday, and now stay tuned to the life of Riley, which follows immediately. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Don't forget your community chest. Stay tuned for The Lone Ranger up next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Now, Tonto, Silver, and Scout all join The Lone Ranger in a show that first aired in 1942. 
for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness, have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. There's trouble on the trail ahead. I am Silver. Thunder Morgan was a giant of a man. He stood head and shoulders above any other man in town, and the stories of his tremendous strength put him in the same class with the legendary Paul Bunyan. Thunder lived under the constant fear of but one thing, and that was the wrath of Mrs. Pringle, who looked after the big fellow when he got in trouble, which he frequently did. For instance, tonight in the local cafe, Thunder was in a very ugly frame of mind. Barkeep, would you uh, mind repeating that last remark? Did I hear you say that you doubted my remarks about wiping out the Snake Bend gang single-handed? Oh, no, 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 Thunder, you wiped them out. I always said you did. All ten of them. Sure, all ten of them. Make it twenty. I always said that Thunder Morgan was a fighting machine. My cousin always uh, said... Hold on there. Huh? What's the matter with the present company? Why, why, well, nothing, nothing at all. I've tore the walls clear out of stronger buildings than this one. I've busted the neck of bigger men than you by just, just squeezing them between my thumb and one finger. Yeah. But you don't like the present company. you got to drag your cousin in. Why don't you speak out like a man and say you don't like old Thunder Morgan, eh? Thunder, I never said anything about not liking you. Oh, now you're calling me a liar. Oh, my sakes, a liar. I'm a liar, am I? Calling me a liar right to my face. Boy, you mangy, low-living... Listen to me, Thunder Morgan. Listen to me. And now by the jumping, jingling juniper, he's giving me orders. 
Order me around like I was his slave. Just a minute. Huh? Well, now, who are you to butt your nose in? Morgan, get out of here. What's that? I said get out of here. Mrs. Pringle doesn't want you here when you're in one of your proddy moods looking for a fight. Boys, did you hear that? Telling me to get out. Yeah. Cut off my ears. I've heard everything. Look here, stranger. Don't commit suicide in here. Last time Thunder had a fight, the whole place was wrecked. There'll be no fight. He's like a wild Stranger, I'm calling on you to draw. Draw your gun or go back to the court and sit down. Oh, so you're yellow. I'm what? You have to depend on a gun. Oh, like fun I do, I'll show you. You missed. I'll show you. I'll knock your teeth down your throat. One for the stomach, one for the chin. Never in all my born days. You knock him down. All right. Get up, Morgan. Oh, what'd you hit me with? You want some more? Oh, no, no, wait. Let me get up. Uh, I want to look at you. You're the first man that ever knocked me off my feet. Mrs. Pringle doesn't want you here when you're looking for a fight. Let me buy you a drink. All you've got to do is pay for the chair and table you smashed. The chair and table I smashed? You fell on them? Well, doggone it. Who made me fall on them? All right, I'll pay here, barkeep, take this. If there's any change, buy a drink for this hombre. I'm going home and think this over. I don't know what's the matter with me getting down, knocked around that away. Reckon it must be something I hit. I gotta think it over. Nothing like that ever happened before. Try to buy a drink for the stranger. Drinks on the house. Well, you stranger, name your pints. Step up, boys. Come on. Hey, wait, stranger. Come back here. We want to speak to you. Which way did that big fella go, Tonto? Him go down road, that way. Yeah, that's the direction of his home. Ah. Mrs. Pringle was worried about him. She said he's one of the most harmless men in the world. When he has a drink, he gets quarrelsome. Ah. He's always afraid you'll get in a shooting scrape. Those gunshots. Get up. Come on, get up there. Down that way. Get to the saddle. Uh, you want masks? No time. I'll put it on while I ride. He's a big fella. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Come. Right over that way, Tonto. See who was hit. I'll go after the rider. Come on, Silver. Hey, Get your horse and we'll corral the critter that shot him. Yeah. The sheriff is doggone strict about this sort of thing. Someone's going to get jailed for that shooting. Yeah. Come on, mount up there. Thunder Morgan's house. They saw the giant sprawled on the ground, hit by two bullets. Beside him, knelt Tonto. A redskin. An engine shot Thunder. Grab him. Lynch that redskin. Let me, let me through. Stand aside. Sheriff, it's Thunder Morgan. The redskin shot him. Officer Grant, stay here and help me. The rest of you clear out. Go on, Vamoose. Get him. We'll help you. You heard what the sheriff said, boys. Break it up. Go on away like the sheriff says. <clears throat> All right, redskin. Stand to one side. Let me take a look at the dead man. Him not dead. Why'd you shoot him? Me not shoot him. Land won't help you. Put a rope on him, boys. I'll tie the critter. You stand back. Me fix wound. Hunter hit bad and maybe die. Take dies. the red skin away. You heard what I said. I'll stop the gun play in this town or die trying. Sheriff! Sheriff, what's happened? Now, how bad is Thunder Morgan hit? Water. Whoa, boy, whoa. Oh, now, Ma Pringle, this is none of your affair. It is so my affair. The 
Dundee's my friend. If anyone killed him, they'll deal with me. Well, this redskin shot him, but he's still breathing. Me not shoot him. This redskin? That's right. Why, this is Tonto. I don't care who he is. This is a friend of the Lone Ranger. Oh? Friend of the Lone Ranger? None other. Where is the Lone Ranger? Him right after fellow who shoot him. Him be back soon. The Lone Ranger was in my place. I was telling him about Thunder Morgan, how the, the big galoot never means harm, but when he falls for a drink of liquor, he goes around asking for trouble. You are going to tell us the Lone Ranger was the one that called him in your cafe? Yes. He wasn't masked. He wore a disguise. What's he doing here? Well, hunting the critters that robbed the stage at Deadwood a few weeks ago. There was a lot of mail stolen, as well as a lot of folding money. Yes, I heard about that. The Lone Ranger heard that the crooks headed this way. He was talking to me. We'd met before, asking about newcomers to town. I see. How do you know it was a Lone Ranger? Red Grant, you never saw anyone else that'd stand up to Thunder like that man did a few minutes ago? I reckon that's right. Engine, you've been working over Thunder while we've been talking. What about him? Will he pull through? Uh, him live if him get good care. Then he'll get good care. Throw him into his house and I'll take care of him. I'll see that he gets the best care he can get. You like the big galoot, don't you, Ma Pringle? Well, yes, I do. Oh, if only he wouldn't forget and take a drink. One drink and he's out for trouble. I've always been afraid that someone would shoot him someday. Here, Grant, you take one shoulder, I'll take the other. Loftus, you and the Redskin take his feet. Oh, you open the door. We'll get him inside. All right. <laughs> Easy, boys. Left a light going here. Yeah, put him here in the box. Right. Yeah, Ma, can you find us something to wrap up his wound with? Yes, I'll find something. Yeah. Tonto. Tonto. Uh -huh. Oh. Oh, me fix him. Hold on, Mrs. Pringle. What are you trying to cover up? Well, nothing. You made a grab at something, Mrs. Pringle. What was it? Now, see here, Grant. Let me see, Mrs. Pringle. It's a mistake. It's a mistake, I tell you. Thunder didn't do it. He... Oh, dear me. Look at this, Sheriff. Folding money in a sizable bundle of it. Yes. yes. Thunder never had this much cash at one time in his life. Hey, Sheriff, that stage robbery. Oh, well, let me see. I've got a handbill about it here in my pocket someplace. Wait till I see. You said there was some folding money stolen. Yes, but Thunder yeah, Here's didn't... a handbill. Uh, $3,000 of folding money stolen. He's getting conscious. Pringle. Yes, Thunder, I'm here. I'm right here. You're asking for me. Uh, I never busted my word. What's that, Thunder? I didn't drink liquor, honest, I didn't. Now, don't fib to me, Thunder. Oh, no, it's the truth. You've got plenty more than taking a drink to answer for. Oh, please, Sheriff, not That's now. as good a time as any. Where's the rest of the cash you stole from the stagecoach? Uh, what? I said, where's the stolen cash? You might as well speak up. The description says the thief was a mighty big man. At least one of the thieves was. We've got the goods on you, Morgan. The chances are one of his gang shot him for not splitting the cash. You better talk now, Morgan. Where's the rest of the money? And who is the rest of your gang? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I never touched a drink of liquor, not after promising Mrs. Pringle. Someone outside. Let me see who it is, Loftus. Maybe it's her own ranger. Sheriff, Sheriff, come quick. Tim, where'd you come from? Never mind the questions. Come on with me and come fast. You, you Redskin. Are you named Tonto? Uh-huh. He Tonto. Well, he wants you. He wants you right away. He's hurt. He may be dead. Who? Well, With a mask man. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. The Lone Ranger. He was shot. Uh-huh. Me go. Wait, I'll show you where he is. Oh, great day. The Lone Ranger shot. Come on, friend. Come on, Loftus. 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 Come on, Loftus
Oh, my sakes alive. What's going to happen next? First Thunder, and now the Lone Ranger. It's Pringle. I heard him. Oh, Thunder, get back on that bunk. You're not able to walk around. <sighs> Lie down uh, now. Wait. Lone Ranger. He's the one knocked me down. Yes, but... Finest man alive. I'll kill the mangy skunk that shot him. Thunder, listen to me. You gotta listen to me. You're in trouble. The sheriff has evidence that you robbed the stage. Do you understand me? Oh, I gotta sit down here. Give him strength back. Did you rob the stage? No more than I busted my word to you and drunk liquor. But you did take a drink. Just a little one. No, I didn't. Oh, Thunder, you know that ain't true. You come into the cafe just a spoiling for a fight. I don't know what happened. Don't know why I acted so. I know it only takes a swallow to make me get that way. That, That's why I never touch a single solitary drop. I, I can't figure it out. Oh, Thunder. Don't say any more. There's no use trying to make you tell me the truth. No use. In the open country, the moonlight fell on a tall masked man who lay on the ground near a big white stallion. Tonto was at the Lone Ranger's side while the sheriff, Grant and Loftus, and the man called Tim stood back. I saw thunder when the shot was fired. I thought I saw the critter running away. Disappeared into the valley and I lit out after him. Then the Lone Ranger came up and caught me. Where'd the shot come from? A clump of cottonwoods some distance from Thunder's home. Yeah, it'd take a good shot to go that far. I was sure I saw the gun flash. Two times at that. When the masked man was talking to me after catching me, there was another shot a long way off and he fell. How is he, Tonto? Uh, may not know yet. Tim, if that masked man dies, you hang. <laughs> but, sir... Hang for the murder of the masked man and the shooting of Thunder Morgan. And maybe we'll tie you into a stage hold-up with Thunder Morgan's partner. Well, I didn't have anything to do with those things, Sheriff. Honest, I didn't. We'll see about that, Tim. Your story sounds mighty hard to believe. We take masked man to house, huh? Carry him. Plenty careful. Yeah, whatever you say. Whose house we taking him to? Thunder Morgan. Engine, will he live? Tell me he will. He's got to live. Uh, we know by and by. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger, wounded, was taken from the plains to Thunder Morgan's house, where Tonto dressed his wound and covered him with a blanket. Thunder was by this time fully conscious and badly confused. Oh, I tell you, Sheriff, I don't know what got into me. I didn't take a drink. Never mind that. Where's those big boots you're wearing, Winter? Boots? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, sure, sure, I do. They're right over here in this box. Oh, sit still, Thunder. I'll get them. Unless you move around, the sooner you'll get well. Here they are. My sake's alive, they weigh a ton. According to the description here, the stage robber that was in charge of the gang wore boots like those. You can't pin that robbery on me. According to the information I got, you were out of town at the time of that robbery. Ain't got an alibi, have you? Oh, no, no, I couldn't give an alibi. Looks like I... you're the one, Morgan. It is for you, Tim. I want more of yours to wear. 
You say the shots that hit Morgan came from the cottonwoods over to the north. I'm sure I saw gun flashes there. Maybe you did. I did so, Loftus. That's my road that way. The Lone Ranger saw me riding from the house and started after me. The same one that shot Thunder Morgan fired on the Lone Ranger. Sheriff. Praise be, he's conscious. Oh, yes. How bad is the wound? And the bullet was fired at long range. It was nearly spent. Long range, huh? The same as the shots that hit Morgan. That's uh, just what Timmy said. Sheriff, the Cottonwoods. Take one of the men. Look for footprints there. But he's dark. He burned torches. Right now? You... You must go now. Tim will go with you and one of the men. All right, then. I'd go, Sheriff, only I've got a game leg and the night air is bad for it. I'll stay here on guard. I'll go along, Sheriff. All right, Grant. Loftus can stay here. Tonner will help you look for the footprints. Ah, uh, me go. Well, come on, then. I reckon the Lone Ranger knows what he's asking us to do. I must have some reason for wanting the footprints found right away. I can show right about what I saw, the gunfire. Well, Mrs. Pringle, I don't suppose there's much use of you waiting around any longer. Neither of these two are hurt as serious as they seem to be. Well, I wanted to... All right, then. I'll go. If you want anything, Thunder, get word to me. Poor Crusher. I can't believe you ever did anything wrong. Mrs. Pringle, where are you going, ma'am? Sheriff, the Lone Ranger has some plan. Well, I mean he wants to be in the house alone. He just signaled me to leave. Him fine stage robber, fine killer. Plenty soon. Thunder Morgan is a robber. Him not robber. You come, we hunt footmark. Get him up, out. Loftus watched the men riding away in the distance. When they had disappeared over the horizon, he walked back into the room where the Lone Ranger and Thunder Morgan were left because of their wounds. Neither of the two men was seriously injured. But Loftus had been left to guard Morgan, who was suspected of a stage robbery. Making a tour of the room, Loftus barred the windows and doors, paused for a moment beside the table where Thunder's medicine was kept, and then walked over to the Lone Ranger. I suppose you've got a pretty definite idea about this stage robbery, huh? Yes, Loftus. Pretty definite idea. That's good. I'd hate to think poor old Thunder was a real crook. He isn't. But the facts are sure stacked against him. Perhaps not as high as you think. How's that? The guard on the stage described the robbers. Yeah? He told how one of them was a giant of a man, but uh, he didn't remember that the giant wore high boots. What's that to do with it? Might have a lot to do with it. You see, there were other footprints found at the scene of the crime. What? We'll wait. It's important that the sheriff find the footprints. Hmm. Thunder, I sure would like to see you go free. I sure would. Where are you going? Your medicine. It's time to take it again. Oh, that doggone stuff. Now, you know what you promised, Mrs. Pringle. I know, but I'm going to do without it now. You promised her that you'd never touch another drop of red eye. That medicine has helped you to keep your promise. I don't take no stock in that sort of thing. It's the same. You better take a dose. Here, I'll pour it out for you. Oh, I don't want it. Let me give it to him. Well, if you want to. Well, now, see here, that stuff is no good. Ask Loftus for a cup of water. Hmm? Hey, Loftus, I gotta have water to drink after that stuff to take the taste away. Kino, I'll get you water. Now listen to me, Morgan. Make believe you drink it and act as if you're starting a fight. For what? Do what I say. Here's your water. <coughs> Hurry up, give it. Oh, I took it already, huh? Good for you. Oh, stuff sure tastes awful. Yeah, it's doing you good, though, Thunder. You keep on with it. Maybe if it's proved you didn't have a hand in the stage robbery, you'll win with a Pringle. Huh. 
What's the matter, Thunder? Why are you looking at me? Why not? You're the one that knocked me down. Yes, of course I did. Made me pay for a table that I busted when you knocked me down. That was fair enough. It's a good thing he hasn't got his gun on, Thunder. That's right, he don't have his gun, does he? Sit down, Morgan. We started something that wasn't finished. Do you remember that? Go ahead and finish it. Why, Juniper, I got a notion to lay you across my knee and bust you in two. I got a notion to tie you into a knot and wear you around my neck. <laughs> Careful, Thunder. That man's a fighter. Don't forget that he knocked you down. I ain't forgetting. I'm remembering. Where's my shooting iron? Right there on the shelf. Then I'm going to finish what was started a while ago. Meanwhile, the sheriff, Tonto, and the rest of the men had followed Tim back to the spot where he said he had seen Thunder fire the shot that wounded the Lone Ranger. They spent some time searching around the cottonwood grove where Tim had seen the gun flash, but to no avail. Tonto seemed to join in the search only half-heartedly. Most of the time, his attention was focused on the house where Thunder and the masked man had been left. Then suddenly... If that wasn't a gunshot, I'm crazy. And from the house, it was over there. Never mind the footmarks. Come on, back to the house. Wait. Injured, we gotta you wait. Get... There's another shot. Oh, we've got to get there. Wait. Watch for signal. There was only three of them there. If there's one more shot, there'll be none to give a signal. What kind of signal? Wait. Watch window. For, for how long? Now... Now we go there. You come. Hell, let's travel. Come on, get up. Quickly, the men mounted their horses and rode at top speed back toward the house. There were two things that none of them could understand. Who had been firing the shots that interrupted their search? And why was Tonto so interested in some signal from the window? When they reached the house, the sheriff was the first to open the door. He stood speechless for a moment when he saw the prone figures of two men stretched on the floor. Then... Look, Sheriff. Thank goodness you got back. Great guns. What's happened here? Him shot. It was awful. Look. Look at this bottle of medicine. It's stuff that Thunder Morgan was drinking. Who shot these two? Thunder Morgan shot the masked man. He was going to shoot me, and I fired in self-defense. I don't think he's dead. Maybe just winged. I tried to wound him, not kill. Doggone. What happened? Look at this stuff. This medicine that Thunder was drinking. I knew about that. It's something that Mrs. Pringle fixed so he wouldn't hang it for red eye. But this is red eye. What? Look, smell of it. Taste it. There's no mistake in it. The big bluffer kept liquor in this bottle. Why, he took a drink right under our noses. Then he got ugly. You can see for yourself that he was drinking. Uh, thunder, you doggone old fool. It's fine you got into trouble. And the murder you done was about the worst you could have done. Uh, you maybe get Mrs. Pringle now. Me? Ah. Uh. Yeah, sure. Sure, I'll go get her right away. I won't be long. Well, see here. Wait, wait. Let me watch him. It's all right, Tonto. I'm watching him. He's alive. After I was brought here, I made the most of the fact that some of you thought I was unconscious. Go ahead. Anyone I saw you, you weren't shot. I put blanks in both guns. Yippee! Dead ran it all. Let me in on things. You'll know all about it in a minute, Thunder. There's something else that must be done. Thunder, if you shot at the Lone Ranger... He didn't shoot at me, Sheriff. He just made believe he was drunk. Loftus fired at me after he tried to make Thunder do it. And Loftus shot at Thunder. Thunder had been told to make believe he was killed. But all that talk about the boots, my high boots. Now, Grand Sheriff and Tonto, come with me. Thunder and Tim will stay here. In the cottonwood grove, Loftus hurriedly scraped the ground at the base of a tree with sticks. Then, walking backwards, he scraped out his marks of his own feet made. That's enough, Loftus. What? This isn't the way to Mrs. Pringle's home. You! Get your hands up. Loftus, you're scraping out footprints. Oh, wait, I, I had an idea. I, I thought... You thought you were trapped. Uh, it's a masked man. Now, now, wait. There's something I've got to explain. There's a lot for you to explain. Get back to the house. Oh, see... Get your hands up. Go ahead and fire. I won't be taken alive, Savvy, that. Stand where you are, I'll shoot. I swear I'll shoot. Go on and shoot. You killer. Now carry him to the house. Put him there on the floor. 
Yeah. Uh, there's still blanks in his gun. Of course. Get up, Loftus. Throw some water on him. Uh-huh. Me get water. I hope it's good and cold. Uh, yeah. Let's bring him to in a hurry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him flounder like a hooked fish. Let me out of this. Loftus, when you thought your footprints would betray you, you tried to kill us. And you tried to rub out the prints you made when you fired at Thunder. Now, now, wait. You were one of the stage robbers. You tried to frame Thunder by putting liquor in his medicine bottle. You thought people would suspect him and they'd found he'd been drinking again. You planned every step trying to frame Thunder Morgan. Now, listen. Let me talk. There's nothing you can see. I, I admit it. The Lone Ranger's got it right. You gave yourself away when you planted the stolen money here in Thunder Morgan's home. How'd you know? Otto saw you. His back was to you, but he faced that mirror on the wall. That doggone mirror. I'll confess it. Confess? We got you without a confession. I didn't intend to shoot Thunder. He came back sooner than I thought. I had to plant the cash, but I didn't have the chance. You were in the Cottonwoods? Yes. And uh, you used a rifle for long-range shooting. Yes, I did. Well, there's one hope for you, Loftus. You can name the men who helped you and tell where the cash is hidden. Then a jury might show mercy. Wait. I got a better way in that. Now I'm fighting mad without no red eye. Why, you dirty, mangy, sawed-off skunk. Now hold him. Keep him back. Wild horses couldn't keep me back. You squeal or I'll tie you into a knot and wear you around my neck. I'll talk. I'll talk. Good. This is how it happens. Well, we're finished here, Tyler. Sheriff, take over now. It was Lefty and the Redhead. We fixed it to look like Lefty was real tall by patting him out and standing him on stilts. Oh, that accounts for us, Tyler. I stood a man on stilts and had him padded to be as big as Thunder Morgan. Easy, big fella. Well, that's one frame-up that backfired. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. How wound now? It'll be all right when we get to camp where we can rest. Come on, boy. I'm Silver. Away!
you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Suspense, followed by Jack Benny. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.